Welcome to the Rural Realities Podcast, presented by the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Greetings. I'm Karen Endress, the Farmer Wellness Program Coordinator at the Wisconsin Farm Center in the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. With me today is Jess Beauchamp, licensed clinical social worker and telecounselor for our telecounseling program. Today, we are going to answer the question, am I depressed? How do we find out? How do we know? We all have those times where we're just feeling a little bit blue and we don't know when do we ask for more help. Before we get started, I'm going to ask Jess to share a little bit about herself and then we'll jump into this very important topic. Hello, I'm Jess Beauchamp. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, um, also known as a therapist and a substance use specialist here in Wisconsin. I've been working in the mental health field for somewhere around 16-ish years now. Um, I'm in private practice and I own off-the-couch counseling and consultation. I guess I'm kind of considered a wellness entrepreneur, meaning it's my passion and it's part of my business. It's a big part of my business focus to um, look at the health and well-being of the people that I work with. I do this through individual counseling, couples counseling, um, family treatment, support groups, trainings, and hosting retreats. I offer, I guess, kind of um, somewhat unique ways to do therapy. I do things that are called walk and talk therapy or in-home. Um, I guess in our case with the farmer wellness, I'm talking about on the farm um, or online treatment. Also, I guess, over the phone. So walk and talk and um, retreats and actually in-home too, all can take place in nature, which is healing all by itself, um, which is why I choose these routes when I'm offering my services. I think my history and background growing up in like a very rural area um, and having family members that were in the egg industry really helped me gravitate towards making my career into something unique. So it's a great benefit to work in this way in that I get to work with a very special population of people. And of course, one of those very special populations is farmers. Great. Thank you so much. I find it so interesting to know that there are so many different ways that we can talk to someone to help our emotional well-being. Like you listed off, there's the walk and talk, that there are people out there you can talk to that will come to you. There's your traditional that we all think of, sit on the couch. There are over the computer now or just on your telephone. So I think that's one really important thing that everyone listening needs to know is there's not a cookie cutter option out there. Like there are some unique ways to talk to someone and really help our emotional well-being. So thank you for that, Jess. And to jump into today's topic, like I said, we all sometimes feel a little blue. There are those times in our life that we just don't feel ourselves, whether it be something socially that happened to us or something going on with us physically, and we just don't know. So I'm wondering if you can spend a little time with us today and talk about what are the symptoms of depression? So there are the symptoms that are listed in what's called the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, um, called the DSM. And so as a therapist, we have to look at that, um, it's kind of like our Bible, we call it, and determine if someone is meeting the level of an actual uh, mental health disorder of depression. So I can give you those kind of um, symptoms, but I think we'll go into it a little bit more 
in a little bit um, about what it might kind of feels like to the person or what it looks like to the person or the family themselves. But just to give you an idea, if someone, like if you were to come in and you were telling me, you know, some of the symptoms you're feeling, I would be looking at this manual to see if you fall into this category or not. Cause not everybody actually has, you know, a diagnosed mental illness of depression. Sometimes, like you said, we're feeling a little bit blue, but there's a big difference in when it turns into a diagnosis. So the symptoms can vary, of course, between individuals and they change over time, of course. Um, so to receive an official diagnosis, a person has to have five or more symptoms that are present during the same two week period. And these are some of the symptoms that are in that DSM. So a depressed mood on most days, including feelings of sadness or emptiness, loss of pleasure in previously enjoyed activities, too little or too much sleep on most days, unintended weight loss or weight gain or changes in appetite, meaning you're eating more or eating less than you typically do. You have a lot of agitation or feelings of sluggishness, um, low energy, fatigue, um, feeling worthless or guilty, trouble concentrating or making decisions. And then finally, having thoughts of death or thoughts of suicide. It could be a thought of, I just, you know, I'd be fine if I didn't wake up tomorrow, right? Or it could be to the other extreme of, I'm going to do something so I don't wake up tomorrow. That's all really interesting. And I'm assuming these symptoms may change over time or could be vary between different people? Absolutely. Yes. And um, what I'll talk about in a few minutes actually is that it does change over time, especially if you don't do anything to help it, it can get worse. Just like most other illnesses, if you don't treat it, it can get worse. So if I feel like I have some of these, like, is there like a time limit? Like, oh, I've had this going on for a month or when do you, you recommend that people should really reach out and talk to somebody? as soon as you feel like it's becoming a problem for you, right? So some people might feel blue for a couple of days and then it goes away and it happens a few times a year and it's not a problem. It's not impacting their daily life. When it starts impacting your daily life, that is definitely a time to reach out to say, hey, something's going on. Maybe I should look into it further. That's really good to know. Now, what if you think you have some of these and they are really bothering you and they are very disruptive to your life? Are there any tools, maybe some online screening tools, or what do you recommend? What do you do next? Yes. So actually the great thing about the internet now is that there are some confidential screening tools that anybody can go online. Um, you can Google them. Um, you know, I will give you some of the names so you can hop online and Google them yourself. One is called the Hamilton depression reading scale. Right. And the other one is a Montgomery Asperg depression rating scale. And then another one is the patient health questionnaire nine, it's PHQ nine. So you can Google any of those. Um, they have their own websites, you complete them. There's a few questions that they'll ask things like, um, are you feeling gloomy, pessimistic or crying more? Are you having feelings of guilt? Like, like you're letting people down, um, thinking of the illness as a punishment. Are you having suicidal thoughts? Again, ranging from feeling like life isn't worth living to actually attempting suicide. Um, insomnia, you know, whether it's troubles falling asleep, you're disturbed when you are sleeping, like waking up at night, um, waking up too early and unable to fall back asleep. It talks also about your work and interests. Are you losing interest in things you previously liked? Is your productivity going down? Um, so you're forcing yourself to do it, but you're not really doing as good as maybe you were before, or some people completely stop working. 
Um, agitation, meaning you're tense, you're irritable, um, minor matters seem to set you off more than they ever have before. And also in there's anxiety, right? Because that kind of overlaps. And then the last thing it's going to talk about to or ask about is physical symptoms, which most people don't realize are part of depression too. Things like headaches, um, loss of appetite, constipation, loss of libido. So it's just a few quick questions for most of these scales. Again, you can pop online. Nobody has to know you're doing it. And it'll just give you an idea, right? It'll give you some um, output that says, hey, this is, you know, looks like it's okay. Or, hey, maybe you should reach out for some help because um, you don't have to feel this way. That's really interesting. And those are some really great tools that can be right, right at our fingertips. We can do it in the comfort of our own homes to search out that information. Maybe just to give us some comfort too that, you know, these are real symptoms and they are, they do mean something. And I think that's important to kind of validating what we're going through. I just want to list those one more time. So it was the Hamilton depression rating scale, the Montgomery Asberg depression rating scale, and the patient health questionnaire nine. I think, think those are really important. And I hope our listeners take those down and maybe even share them with other people or people they know, because sometimes we just wonder, right? Are these real? I'm not sure. And I really like that you brought up the physical symptoms. You know, can you go into a little bit? What is the connection between our physical and our mental health? Yes. So depression is typically thought of as a mood disorder that's based just in our brain. You know, the well-known symptoms of depression are, you know, having to do with your emotions like sadness, guilt, irritability, feeling hopeless, um, having trouble focusing or concentrating. But in fact, it's actually a whole body disorder. So pain, stomach upset, fatigue, restlessness. Those are just a few physical effects of depression. So people can have these physical symptoms for a variety of reasons, but they may not realize that depression is actually one of the potential causes. So depression being so much actually of a whole body disorder, um, experts are now believing that a majority of people showing up at their primary doctor's offices with primarily physical symptoms of like fatigue and chronic pain, they're actually suffering from depression. So it's pretty interesting that now people are picking up on that, um, which is the reason why doctors, when you go into an office, oftentimes will give you what that PHQ-9 that we just talked about, that depression rating scale, why they're doing that in doctor's offices now to make sure that they are getting what the actual cause is, right? Because we want to we be able to treat depression if that's what's going on. Um, so I'm going to go through actually a list of kind of some physical symptoms that happen that could in fact be depression. So the first one, right, um, unexplained aches and pains, which we all have <laughs> from time to time. But if it's including like joint muscle pain um, for women, it could be breast tenderness. It could be headaches. Um, if they're not having a cause elsewhere, this could be a sign that this is depression um, and kind of a double edged sword here because depression symptoms can also worsen because of chronic pain. Right. So you have to take care of both at the same time. Um, I can only imagine that can be kind of complicated when, especially when you're in a doctor's office. And I guess it's just reminding me for that discussion. First, find a physician that you can have a good relationship with, because the more honest you can be in that discussion and hopefully, you know, I understand there's turnover in physicians, but hopefully you can build that rapport so they know when something is definitely different from the time before 
and they can help you try to figure out, is it my emotional well-being? Is it depression or is it something physical? Not that, like you said, those physical symptoms are real, but they're being caused by your emotions. Yes. And we want to get to what is actually causing it because you don't want to be treated for something physical that is actually driven by something emotional um, because it's like a bandaid on a broken arm. Right. So we don't want to do that. So we want to have everybody that I see, especially, um, you know, I really want to know what's going on. And I'll ask a lot more questions because I want to see if it is depression. Is it depression and a physical illness or is it, you know, just one or the other? So and some other things that can also be confused is when we have depression, it actually reduces our motivation to make good, positive lifestyle choices. So there's a risk of heart disease. And that's because often when we're depressed, um, we do what's called eating our emotions, right? So we have a poor diet. Um, we're probably more sedentary. So we're not moving as much. We're not, you know, we might go for the French fries as opposed to the celery sticks. Um, so that can lead to, of course, heart disease. Um, people with depression also are more likely to have inflammatory conditions or autoimmune disorders, such as irritable bowel syndrome, um, type two diabetes, arthritis, right? That's really interesting. I guess I never spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, the connection, but so important to look at both sides and talk to your doctor about both sides, make sure they're addressing both that emotional and that physical ailment um, to come up with the best solution. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it's not going into the doctor's office thinking I have depression or I have this other thing going on. So I'm going to tell them all the symptoms it's going in and saying all the symptoms you have so they can try to figure out where does it go? Um, So you're not answering the question for the doctor. You're more so giving them as the expert, right? The symptoms you're having and letting them help you figure out what it is. That's really important. I think the best advice, right, that can come out of our discussion is going in and being honest with yourself, being honest with your provider about what is going on so that they can determine what direction to go and what's going to be really important to treat. Right. Same thing with another one of reporting stomach problems. If you're having diarrhea or vomiting, nausea, constipation, not topics anybody really wants to bring up to anyone. But these are signs that you could be having depression, right? That is so, so interesting. And I'm really glad that we are spending some time today to talk about what are some signs and symptoms of depression and how they can manifest in our physical well-being um, and how they're so interrelated. So I really appreciate you sharing the information with us, telling us how we can even look up some of the basic screening Um, when we just aren't feeling right um, and helping us see that, that real connection between our mind and body. So now I've gone and I've done one of those screenings and I'm thinking, oh, I don't know if it's that, I don't know what's wrong with me. What do you recommend? How do you reach out? Who do you reach out to? When do you reach out? All those questions are going through my head. Help us figure that out. Like, who do I call? When do I do it? And how? Sure. So, I mean, I guess how to know when you should reach out. Um, Understanding that depressive symptoms can be temporary experience, right? So it can be in response to something that you're grieving, a trauma that happened, a stressful situation. Um, If it's not, again, impacting daily life, it it might be something that you're just going to go through and you're going to move through it and that's it. Um, But when, again, the symptoms last for at least two weeks or longer, 
right? It can be a sign of a serious depressive disorder. The longer an episode of depression lasts, the greater likelihood that it's going to reoccur again, right? So it's not like a once and done kind of disorder. It means that you want to get treatment as soon as possible and treatment is available, right? So recognizing that depression is going to, can cause physical health problems, um, often is what pushes them actually into the doctor's office more so than the emotional um, health problems. But hopefully, um, like you said before, having a physician that you trust, or even if you're seeing a counselor, someone you can trust to let them know the symptoms so you can actually manage them, right? Um, it is very treatable. And oftentimes a provider is going to recommend a combined approach. So it might be things like medication. It could be therapy. Um, it could include lifestyle changes and when you get the right support, you can actually manage both the physical and mental health effects of depression. I was just going to ask, so how do you treat it? Like, what are different things that they do for treatment? I, I'm hearing that it's not just counseling. It may be a combination of things. Um, so that was, I appreciate knowing that there are different ways to treat it. Um, and that, you know, there are things that, that people can do so that they can turn that around or change how they're feeling. How long, I mean, when you, when someone goes, has depression, do, how long is it typically like, or I'm sure it's so individual, but how do, how do you, when do you start feeling better? It just definitely is very individual because, you know, if you're doing a combined approach, which is the most effective approach we've discovered over years now. Um, so medication takes a while to get into your system. Um, and then is it feeling good? Does it feel like there's a boost there? Do I need it to be increased or decreased? So that takes some time. Unfortunately, we can kind of feel like guinea pigs sometimes when it comes to any medication, including for depression. Um, because there is no one size fits all there's, you know, we can't just do a brain scan and be like, oh, we need to give this person this medication. That can be a scary thing when you're trying to get help because you don't feel good. And sometimes you don't want to take a medication that you don't know if it's going to help or not. But when you find the one or ones that do, you're going to feel better. Um, and then of course, for those that only take medication, sometimes it can take a little bit longer to start feeling better. For those that do the combination, so you have medication on board, you're seeing a counselor, um, you're making some positive lifestyle changes, you can see changes a lot faster, right? You're going to start feeling better. You're going to start understanding it too, right? Not necessarily that all the symptoms disappear forever, but you're going to understand it and you're going to learn to listen to your body. Sometimes these symptoms pop up to say, hey, I need a break, right? It's like the red flag waving in the air. Like, I'm going to make you so tired that you can't get out of bed and I just want you to lay there and sleep and take a nap. Um, but sometimes, right, we know farmers <laughs> um, are like, nope, I'm going to force myself, I'm going to drag myself out of this bed. But that is the red flag waving in the air to say your body is saying, I need a break. That's a really good message. And we, we know, right, because we work with farmers or our farmers that it's hard to take a break because you're caring for animals, you're caring for the land. And there's such a timing, but just find those things early in our discussion, you talked about nature. And I think that's one thing that farmers have pretty easy access to. So maybe it's that five minutes to step outside of the tractor or outside of the building, take some deep breaths and soak it all in just to give your mind a rest. Mm -hmm. So I really do appreciate um, that discussion too, all about nature and how we can use that to help heal 
what's bothering us. So I really appreciate, Jess, you spending time with me today, sharing with our listeners some important things to know about depression. In your mind, what are some key takeaways that we've talked about today? I think some big things, Karen, are going to be knowing the actual symptoms of depression, physical and emotional, Um, knowing that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have a mental illness. It could be in reaction to something that's going on, that your body is just kind of throwing up some flags to say, hey, this doesn't feel good. We don't like this. Um, We don't don't want to just numb it and shut it off, right? We need those. It keeps us alive. Um, And that there's numerous options for getting help so that you can get back to being well, because we know that your farm is going to run as well as the farmer. So if you're not doing well, that farm eventually is not going to do well. Um, And there's, you know, there's things that you can do. One is being honest with yourself to say, you know what, I am not feeling well. And asking the questions of what do I need to feel well and giving yourself permission to do those things. That's where counseling a lot of times comes in is helping people to not be so mad about their depression, right? Or be depressed about their depression or anxious about their depression. It's like your body is just showing you a sign to say, hey, I need something from you. And it's okay to say, okay, what what do you need body? And I'm going to give it to you so that I can be well. I really like that because I think that's something I know I personally need to do is listen to when my body tells me to slow down, it's embedded in our farm culture. Mm-hmm. We all live it every day. We can fix things. We can take care of everything. We just have to work harder. And sometimes our body and our mind say, that's it. That's the limit. So I think that for me is a really big takeaway for today about listening to our minds, listening to our bodies, finding a way to take that break. We all face, right? Farm is full of stressful situations. We're caring for living things. We're dependent on markets. There's not a day that goes by that our days aren't derailed into here. We thought we were going to get this list of things done, harvest this field and a rainstorm comes through unexpectedly or the tractor breaks down, right? So I think listening to ourselves and trying to take care of our whole self is going to be really important. Um, You know, I always like to say as a farmer, we take care of the most valuable resources, the land, the water, and we produce wholesome nutrition food products. What can be more important in an occupation than that? And sometimes those stressors that go along with those really important jobs and running our own businesses and worrying about our families can be overwhelming. So I think if from today, if we can all just make a promise to ourselves to check in with how we're feeling each and every day, physically and emotionally, and giving ourselves permission to take a break if we need it. And that may, that break might be to do something fun to relax, to eat a nutritious meal, to take care of ourselves, um, to spend time with our family. And so I really hope that you guys have taken away, those listeners out there, what I did today, to listen and tune in with ourselves so that we can catch some of these signs and symptoms. And if we do have them, it's okay, because there are things that a doctor can help us with, a counselor can help us with to make sure that we are better 
and knowing, just like Jess said, a healthy you is a healthy farm. So I really appreciate the time today and know that Jess is a part of our Wisconsin Farm Center as our telecounselor. So know you can reach out to the Wisconsin Farm Center, not only for our farmer wellness programs, but also for transition and succession planning, financial consulting, mediation, a lot of other great programs. So thank you, Jess. And if you can leave us with one last thought today, I would love to share that with our listeners. I guess my last thought would be to know that you are important and valued and you deserve to take care of yourself. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really happy we could talk about this and get this out there, right? The stigma of mental health, the stigma of depression, but know that it's sometimes a natural response to our mind and body when we're putting ourselves under stress. So thank you very much. And I look forward to our next discussion on a future podcast. Have a great day. Thanks, Karen. The Wisconsin Farm Center with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection provides a variety of services to farmers and farm families across Wisconsin, including financial consulting, transition planning, conflict mediation, veterinary diagnostic analysis, a farmer wellness program, and more. For additional info, you can call the Wisconsin Farm Center toll-free at 1-800-942-2474 or email them farmcenter at wisconsin.gov. Also, the website address is datcp.wi.gov. Also, if you're experiencing depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, or just need a welcoming ear to talk to, call the free and confidential 24-7 Wisconsin Farmer Wellness Helpline at 888-901-2558 to talk with a stress counselor anytime. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Rural Realities Podcast.